This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. I'm Wong Xiaoning and this is Ringgit and Sense. The Barbie movie provides plenty of financial lessons that women can consider in real life. After all, she was born in 1959, making her a 64-year-old lady and already passed the mandatory retirement age in Malaysia. But she's still working and earning good money. She's had numerous careers and amassed multiple properties for herself. She's also a financially independent woman with no children and is not married, although attached to her ever-loyal Ken. Now, she's presumably a high-income earner and also a big spender based on her financial uh, sorry, her fa- fashion sense, her love for holidays and all the vehicles that she owns and houses too. But like all of us, she could do with some financial advice. And to help us is Rosanna Rashid, licensed financial planner at Alpine Advisory. Rosanna, a confession I have to make first off because this episode was inspired by the Financial Times podcast. But I realised that there are still many aspects of my own life or many w- m- women's lives out there that we could perhaps learn from Barbie, except that I don't have her money, height, or even good looks. But let's start, Rosanna. Now, if you had Barbie as a new client, what aspects of her finances would you look at first and why to give her the best advice? So if I had Barbie as a client, that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, with any other new client, um, you know, we always go down to basics. So, you know, it's very important to... First of all, do a financial self-assessment. Mm-hmm. So that will be drilling down to her numerous assets, uh, you know, from her fancy cars and Corvettes and, you know, double-story, triple-story houses. With swimming pools. <laughs> with swimming pools, with slides. Uh, you know, narrowing down her assets. Uh, of course, seeing what her expenses are like because surely with that kind of lifestyle that she currently has, of course, we're not sure whether, you know, those houses, which are all her doll dream houses that she has, whether it's fully paid, we don't know. But assuming with most people, you may take up a mortgage. Mm. Uh, no matter how big or small, you have to see. So that involves expenses in your cash flow, right? So we have to see what her expenses are like. And looking at her fashion sense, I'm not sure. I'm not really a, the most fashionable person. Like, I can see her dresses are really nice. So I don't think they're very cheap either. And we know, I don't think she recycles them much <laughs> on a typical daily basis. So... I think, you know, these are very important um, items to look at because mm-hmm. if she's going to be doing this now, we're not too worried because we think we have a... I think she has a decent income from being like a pilot uh, to, to a, a politician, nurse, to an astronaut, to a, doctor, yeah. to a lawyer. So you would think maybe she can afford it now, but I cannot assume as a financial planner what sort of cash flow she has in terms of her expenses and her income. Mm. So, so that first check is very important, right? For anyone, no matter how much you think you earn is a lot or very little, that's all very subjective. And then you really got to see your financial status at, at that point of time. Okay, so she's 64 years old. Mm. Um, but what are the some of the future issues that you should think about and prepare for? So mm. She looks like she's still busy working. Mm-hmm. She's still, ang- you know, she hasn't retired, but that day may come. Correct. Or your lifestyle might change, right? So, Correct. what are the convers? What is the important conversation to have about that? So, after we dissect the data, it's really, really important uh, for anybody to look into what their goals in life. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, being a financial planner, the first thing we're going to do is really think about, you know, now you're earning, but what if you stop mm-hmm. generating the income? How are you going to fund yourself? So, obviously, you're going to see. Look at your net worth, so your assets, what assets you have 
that could help you fund your lifestyle uh, when you're not generating any income or where you have minimal income. And if, you know, Barbie still has aspirations for going on that fantastic holiday with Ken. Yeah, absolutely. Changing her car every one, two years. That yes. all has to be accounted for, right? Absolutely. So goals are short-term, medium-term, long-term. Yes. So, of course, the short-term is, you know, the lifestyle. Uh, you know, going out, restaurants, hanging out, partying, this going. <laughs> all that needs money. And, of course, funding your holidays. Uh, all that doesn't come free. So, you definitely need to take all this into account. I don't know if she'll ever retire. But the part where not. <laughs> yeah, so of course, she's 64. Yes. So she, I mean, a typical female, especially in like Malaysia. Actually now, I think the mortality is, is, is getting higher. Mm-hmm. So nowadays, when I do planning for my clients, I actually assume that the the age of demise is actually more like 85. 85. So Barbie has got a long road ahead. Of 20 years. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you got to do the math mm-hmm. really to see how much you need a month or daily. And I'm sure you also Im- impute some healthcare costs, right? That's critical. Oh, absolutely. So, of course, the other thing we have to look at is like her medical um, coverage. Does she have any to start? So, most people, you know, those especially in Malaysia, for example, they may have some kind of basic medical healthcare mm. in place. Because medical costs, whether we like it or not, it keeps increasing. And I think Barbie is also representing a lot of females out there who are not married, who may have a partner like Ken. So what does she need to consider that she's still a single lady? How does she go about planning this? I think at this juncture, we have to really think about ourselves as well. We have to make sure that we're somewhat self-reliant, although we may be not the breadwinner of the the relationship and the family. So there's always a case, you know, Ken might die earlier before she does. Yeah. So how are you going to sustain or like even daily, like going out for food? Although Barbie looks like she's a very financially independent lady. She might. Yeah, but you know, you still have to take care of yourself. Let's just say Barbie had kids and they do grow up. And what if it's time you actually want to do something for yourself? Maybe, you know, you have to put aside money to go for a course. Yes. At the same time, let's face it, we need to have our entertainment. Maybe going for massages. (laughs) Or self-catering. Let's call it self-care. Exactly. So all that needs money as well. So you may be well-supported by your spouse, but you really got to think about all these extras to support your lifestyle. So yeah, money talks at the end of the day. (laughs) <laughs> you do need it, you need to plan for it. And I'm also curious, right? I mean, um, in a sense that Barbie will have to eventually, not literally, but eventually consider mortality, right? Mm. How does a single lady, um, maybe with a partner, plan for this? Is it then impo- important to have that will where your wishes are contained in a single document? Is is that critical? Yeah. Especially since you have no dece- no no dependents to leave it to. You might have. She might have nieces, nephews. Yeah, we don't know. Might. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so having a will or a document in place for your estate planning is vital for everyone. Mm. Not just because you think you don't have any asset. Actually, you need to because having a will is not just about listing down your assets. It's about, you know, if she had kids, who's going to be the guardian mm. of the children in the event, in the event of a single demise or a double double de- well, double tragedy. She, she doesn't have kids, but I know t- sometimes yeah. there's pets. She might have pets. Yeah, you got to think about who's going to take care of the pet yeah. <laughs> and feed them. Absolutely, it's really important. Uh, and because more so she has plenty of properties, Yes, right? If she doesn't have any direct heir, mm. she needs to understand in the event of demise who's actually going to get asset. So if you are non-Muslim and if you don't have a will, that's according to probate, probate law, uh, right? There's a distribution act in Malaysia. Mm. Uh, yeah, so it sets forth like a general prescription 
in the event of in uh, dying of interstate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're Muslim, there's a different. There are different laws with with regards to asset distribution, right? Yeah, correct. So it's governed by Sharia law. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, the system is called Faraid. So it's actually in the Quran itself. It states the the distribution number, like the percentage. It's actually there. If there is no wasiat, mm-hmm. so the will, if the wasiat is not done up, then it falls back to the, the there's a reliance on using the Faraid law. Okay. Uh, which states the distribution. Mm. However, it doesn't state things like who's the guardian, who is the executor of the will. Are there any special wishes, for example, that in the Sharia law, you could give one third away to a non-heir? Mm. So this is a chance maybe, I mean, if uh, Barbie was a hijabi, mm. <laughs> Barbie, so she may want to say give one third to a charity that she may like. So this is all needed and it only can be done by a uh, wasiat. So it's yeah. important to have that conversation, maybe meet a lawyer, put it down in writing. Yeah. So that your wishes uh, will be upheld no matter what, right? There's clarity. Even yes. for uh, after your death, there's no like, oh no, what's going to happen? Yeah, you definitely minimize conflict for sure because it's all stated on paper. And it's, you know, having a will or a wasiat is impossible and it's legally binding anyway. So yes, it's for some certainty. And Rosanna, the other part is, you know, because I'll be honest, I'm quite similar to Barbie as in I don't have a, a partner. So, okay. Um, how do I then give someone the power to make decisions for me? If like, I'm unfortunately ill because at the moment, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. okay. Barbie's okay, but you never really know, right? Correct. So is it possible in Malaysia to have this like living will where you give instructions as to what you hope to do or what you wish your estate to to carry out if you can't do those, if you can't make those in, um, decisions at that time? Yeah, absolutely. So when you're actually well and healthy, these are the actually things that you should be looking into. Mm. Like who's going to take care of your medical bills for them at the, yes. or like even your daily expenses or feeding your pets and taking care of your home. Like there's a lot of financial things to actually consider in the event you're ill or incapacitated or upon your demise. So in Malaysia, actually there are structures in place. So there are like trustees out there, both in for uh, the Islamic and the conventional, non-Islamic mm. ones. There are places... Um, structures that can be done but during the lifetime you gotta set like the guidelines yes. so to speak like okay in the event if I'm in a coma okay so uh, Barbie and I both should have that discussion <laughs> yeah <laughs> seek I mean, out a trustee you just never know because you want someone to act on your best interest based on your instructions and like guidelines that you put forth mm. your intentions in a piece of paper and structure so at least it's something to take care of you when you can't do simple things like pay a bill. Yeah. Or pay for... Or you're very ill. Yeah, you're very ill. Like, yeah, or you, you're not awake, right? You're in yes. coma. So, I mean, we don't like talking about this, but it's actually when you're well and you have all these assets to consider, you really should uh, seek professional help. Especially, you know, maybe... I mean, us as financial planners, we can help the client, but of course, we also refer to the trustees to draw up mm. the document and get it uh, legally binding. Honoring in sense today is Rosanna Rashid, licensed financial planner at Alpine Advisory. When we come back from the break, how important is it for Barbie to start thinking about retirement? BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, welcome back to Ringgit and Sense. And joining us is Rosanna Rashid, licensed financial planner at Alpine Advisory. Before the break, what financial advice would you give to a fictional grown woman like Barbie? Um... You know, Rosanna, like I said earlier, this this episode is inspired by a Financial Times podcast, but I think has so much relevance to a lot of women out there, including myself, right? So 
Let's talk about investing because Barbie clearly likes her properties with so many accumulated over the years. But is it wise to put all, um, was it wise for her to put all her money into property alone? At least that's what we can visually see. Yeah, there's plenty of properties and they don't look, they look luxurious. Yes, they do. Right? So like typically, it's always good to always diversify Mm. your portfolio of assets. So maybe as you're younger, maybe if you want to accumulate assets, it's fine. But you have to remember that it's illiquid. So yes, it can store value. Yes, over time, most properties can uh, increase in value. So your equity will go up. But uh, you don't want to put everything in one basket. Mm. It's always good to have some at least liquid money around. Especially if she's 64. Yes. As you get older, you probably need to have access to more liquid um, cash on hand cash on hand even if it's a fixed deposit mm. for that matter or in Malaysia you would have like the ESB Amasam uh, uh, funds or unit trust yeah you have plenty uh, it's accessible to everyone and they give you know a decent return compared to putting it in a bank so does yeah. she, she then sell some of her properties she should consider divesting some of them I would or so. at least be very clear I've got let's say let's say Bobby has 10 mm. hypothetically All right. mm. maybe she should consider okay Three, I'll yeah. keep for rental income. Yep. One, I will stay. Four, yeah. I mean, that's six left. What do I do with this six? What was the? What should she be considering? Yeah, I would say one, of course, is to maintain at least for her own personal stay. use. Mm. I mean, she needs she needs a roof over her head. I would say maybe if if she wants to keep, you know, a few, at least do something about getting income from it. Okay. So maybe the regular, you know, rent it. Mm. Or maybe Airbnb, since it's so popular now. The popular, and maybe the houses and the slides and the pools are very Airbnb material. <laughs> yes. So maybe she can make it something of that sort. Um, but I would say as you age, you want to have something that's really very liquid. And uh, property is not something, well, especially in Malaysia, for you to sell a property. It's not overnight. Yes. You know, so we're going to get real with that. And as you age, you probably need emergency funds. So emergency funds are also very important in anybody's, like, financial, personal finance. Yeah. So you got to make sure you have. How many months should you have? I mean, let's say she's earning, how many months of her current salary? Is there a benchmark? Normally, normally to be safe, I tell clients at least try to have six months. Okay. Because I think living costs, although they're not expensive, but they're rising, Mm. right? So you go to your typical... Get a coffee. I don't think you can get many places with four or five ringgit outside. No more. Unless you go to your local mama. Yes. Right? So even a roti china is, I think, gone up in price. Yes. So you got to make sure things are liquid in the event. Like, it's, let's just say she doesn't have income for a particular month. Or she's in between her jobs, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> she may need access. Between being an astronaut and lawyer. <laughs> exactly. So you, whether you like it or not, you need to have some Buffer. money. Yeah. To, to you know, to live. And at 64, is it too late for Barbie to consider having investments? Be it, you know, the stock market or unit trust. Is it too late? Is it never too late? I would say it's never too late. But the I think the key thing here is understanding the risk. Appetite. Risk appetite. You have to understand certain things like the higher risk investments, like your stocks and your ETFs, for example. Mm. You need to make sure you don't need to touch it for a while, mm. right? Because it needs time to grow. So, of course, you, there are many things in Malaysia, for example, like Barbie can get into. So, there's always the, as simple as fixed deposits. I mean, especially now, the interest rates are a bit higher. And shop around for the rates, right? Of course. We have so many choices out there and they're quite attractive now. Mm. Go at online. At this point in time. Yeah, go check it out. And of course, if she's a uh, Muslim, 
she can always put in like a tabung haji at least or amanah saham uh, funds. Um, so yes, I mean, she can still look into it, but maybe also is the percentage. Like if 100% of the portfolio, you don't want to put like 80% into a high-risk um, investment, put in something more conventional where it's safer and it's also liquid, you can take it out if you need it. Okay. That you don't have to worry about, you know, the value of the stock, for example, going out or going down. You don't have to worry too much about it. It's something stable. So it's always good to diversify. It's just the percentages, how much in high risk, how much in medium risk, how much in low risk. So as you age... Typically, <laughs> as you approach the time when you stop generating income or as you retire, you want to put in something in lower risk um, portfolios. <laughs> now, we know Barbie is definitely used to the good things in life, uh, which of course isn't cheap. Yeah. But eventually, maybe retirement comes to mind for mm. So with that, typically income will drop. So a lifestyle adjustment probably has to be made. I'm just curious... What kind of conversation would you have with her to manage this transition? Because it's also one that's sometimes not easy to accept, right? Yeah. I mean, when I have my clients, the idea of actually engaging a financial planner is try to maintain the lifestyle. Yes. Not reduce. Only reduce if I think there's no other way. Then, you know, you have to prioritize, right? What do you want? Do you want a Corvette or do you want a Mercedes <laughs> or a Honda, for example? Or, you know, a bungalow. Or even a Mighty. Yeah, correct. So so we normally try not to reduce the lifestyle. So that's why it's really important to do the fact-finding at the start. Mm-hmm. Understanding what sort of asset she has. What's her net worth like? Is it enough to cater, say, the next 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. 64 to 85, 20 years of, say, retirement. How much money is there left? So you see that's not enough. So normally sometimes it's about optimizing your investments. I mean, she may be just putting money in just bank accounts, which okay. don't yield much. So it's also my job to see how much we can put aside to put into something that gives a higher risk. And uh, this higher... doesn't matter whether she's 64 years old, right? That's not a, it's, you can always do this at any age. Yeah, of course. If, if Barbie is going to tell herself, look, I think I can work for another five years being a model or something, <laughs> right? Still earning income. But she, you know, she doesn't need the money right now, so she can afford to put it in something that's not in a bank mm. bank account. She can put it somewhere that maybe gives 4% or 5%. It's still better than zero. So, you know, yes, she can definitely think about, I mean, I would say put in money, optimize the investment. That's one way to try and match up to the lifestyle she needs for the next, the, the years that she needs in retirement to sustain mm. the current lifestyle. So, But it's still based all on her risk appetite. Of course. Part of the data gathering that we do for everyone, mm. my clients, we have to see what's your risk appetite. And this changes. Sometimes each year, you got to check your... Sometimes so it's not static? No. So when we do um, planning for clients, when we do like reviews, it's very uh, recommended to do annual reviews. Mm. So we do these checks as well to see. Sometimes it could be an event that happened that may change the way they look into their risk appetite. So we mm. do this. It's, yeah, it's not static. It changes. Especially as you age. <laughs> now, Barbie seems to be like a very confident lady for sure, right? She's out there. Uh, but she may not always have had the best idea of what financial literacy is all about. Mm. Yeah. So if let's say she wants to take charge. Mm. Okay, now she knows this is important. How should she go about this? How does she improve her level of financial literacy? Oh. To empower her own self. Uh, other than... You know, meeting like a financial planner and having that discussion with the financial yeah. planner. What else can she do? I think now, you know, we have access to so many 
podcast, right, on Apple, on Spotify. I think that's the first thing anyone can do, not just to Barbie, anybody, uh, even if you're just graduated, mm. right? You want to learn basic things about what's investing, what's when, what's risk appetite, <laughs> what's risk tolerance, you know, what is a, what is a stock, what is an ETF. There's so many things out there online, I think. I think even post-COVID, a lot of good literature is online. Is you just really have to make time to go and find a nice podcast or a nice uh, speaker that you like, maybe. Just learn. I think that is the most basic anyone can do. Uh, of course, you could always, you know, take up a course. There are many short courses out there as well. But realistically, a lot. I think many women are maybe tied up mm. with household duties and maybe work. So I think realistically, even for me, that I'm still learning every day. Mm. So and the best way I do it, and it doesn't take much effort, is actually listening to like a podcast. I think you can still read, but now some books are even audio. Yes, audiobooks. So you can do that as well. I think that is the first few steps anyone can do. So Barbie can yeah. listen to all this while she's driving her Corvette into the sunset. Absolutely. Or when she's on a plane jetting off somewhere <laughs> to, a, to a beach holiday. <laughs> so on that note, thank you for your time today. Today on Ringgit and Sense is Rosanna Rashid, Licensed Financial Planner at Alpine Advisory giving us some tips on how Barbie should plan for her future and retirement. I'm Wong Shani, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.